It's time for Tuesday Terror, here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. The Mutual Audio Network presents, in honor of World Audio Drama Day 2019, Undead Man with a Horn. A supernatural comedy vampire mystery noir type thingy written and directed by Pete Lutz and brought to you by Fester Shield Cigarettes. Stop! What do you think you're doing, chum? Drinking beer or chewing gum? Don't you know you should be smoking some Fester Shield? They pacify. That's right, friends. Whatever you think you should be doing, working on that important project, fixing dinner for the family, finding the solution to that impossible math problem, whatever, the thing you should be doing is smoking those wonderful Fester Shield cigarettes. Yes, friends, the makers of Fester Shield, your shield of quality for more than a century, want you to remember that anything can wait while you enjoy a Fester Shield. And another, and another. And another. Pick up a few cartons tomorrow. And say, that reminds me, all this month you can find the delightful, colorful Fester Shield Halloween carton on sale at all fine tobacconists. The same festive design is repeated on every pack. And that makes delicious Fester Shields the perfect item to toss into the kids' bags when they visit your house for tricks or treats. Yes, sir. A Fester Shield will slow them down. They pacify. Kids are knocking trick-or-treat. The colorful costumes look real sweet. What's better than candy can't be beat. Give them Fester Shields. They pacify. And now, Undead Man with a Horn. Starring members of the Mutual Audio Network. In the bustling city of Kneepatch Corners, jazz fever has hit all the nightclubs and soda shops. Girls in bobby socks, boys in letterman sweaters, women in tight sheath evening gowns, and men in tuxedos all are absolutely mad dog crazy about these swinging jazz compositions. The local symphony orchestra is dead on a Saturday evening, abandoned by patrons and musicians alike for this thrilling music scene. Kids are spinning records in their rooms, and parents are banging on doors to turn it down. But it's in the nightclubs that the real jazz can be heard. Hot, rhythmic, bouncing, and bopping. You can't hear it the same way anyplace else. And on this particular night, October 30th, 1938, in one particular nightclub, a place called Slapsy Papsy Braunschweiger's, a trumpet player is really making them swoon.
That's not news. Yowza. Yowza. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Now, Jimmy Tommy's leaving the stage to take a break and rest his limb. <laughs> but he'll be back later. And in the meantime, the rest of the Don Jose Davidson Orchestra is here to satisfy your cool cravings for hot jazz. Yum, so healthy. And right now, they're going to play a tune that never loses favor, the ever-popular Starless. Don Jose Davidson and his orchestra. Yeah? I ain't supposed to be disturbed. I'm on break. Whoa. Hey, hello, sister. What brings you here? I am the Countess Magda of Spansylvania. I am lover of the jazz musics. Well, what do you know? A lover of the jazz music, eh? Well, Countess, any lover of the jazz is a lover of mine, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Please, do let me come in. Sure, sure, what's keeping you? Now, Countess, what's on your mind? What? No. Hold up, Moyo. You can't go back there. Officer, I'm busy walking. So you can just get busy walking in the other direction, Mac. I already told you. No. Busy walking? A private detective? Oh, oh, the gumshoe. Sorry, Mr. Walken. I didn't recognize you in the soup and fish. Oh, I was in the audience already, and when I heard that little Jimmy Tommy had been found dead, I came back to see if I could help in the investigation. Well, that ain't my decision, Mr. Walken. Go back and see Lieutenant Marner. Yeah, thanks, Clancy. The name's Dugan, and don't mention it. I wonder how he knew I was Irish. Murder! 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 No, 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 no. You just stand back, me bucko. This is a crime scene. How long till the coroner gets here? Dispatch said he was five minutes old, and that was ten minutes ago, Lieutenant. How many other goddamn murders does he have to report to tonight? Tomorrow's Halloween night, Lieutenant. What the hell is that supposed to mean? Just saying, it's always weird stuff going on around this time of year. <laughs> Kid stuff. Will somebody turn off that goddamn radio? I got it, Lieutenant Marner. Thanks. Hey, what? Walk in. Who let you back here? <laughs> A very nice patrolman named Clancy. He means Dogan Loot. I'm Clancy, Mr. Walken. Ah, sorry. All you Mick Flatfoots look the same to me. <laughs> yes, sir. Ain't that supposed to be flat feet? That's all, Clancy. 
go out and help Dugan with crowd control. And tell Dugan that I'll be wanting to see him later. Yes, sir. Excuse me, Mr. Walken. So what do you want? Don't tell me you got all dressed up just to come see me. No, like I told Clancy. Dugan. Yeah, Dugan. Hey, like I told the cop outside. I was already here enjoying the show. Funny, I thought you'd be happier to see me, considering how I got you out of that jam in the Anselmo pederasty case. Oh, you got me out of a jam, did you? Ain't you the guy would let the punk get away? Go on, Walken. I don't need your help. Peepers like you make my ass hurt. At least let me take a look at the victim. Hey, little Jimmy Tommy was a pal. All right, hold on. Don't get too close. There's blood all over the place. I'll lift the sheet. There. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, poor Jimmy. Are you calling it a murder? No, Walken. We think he committed suicide by biting his own neck and sucking out all his blood. <sighs> all right, all right. Don't get your boxes in a bunch. Seeing my friend that way, it made my head swim. What a way to go. Yeah. Been a long time since we've had a vampire problem. You're already calling it a vampire attack? You know anybody else capable of doing what little Jimmy Tommy got done to him? No, I, I guess not. Were there any witnesses? Not to the killing. But the old guy on the alley entrance says he saw a broad knocking on Jimmy's dressing room door. Description? Just that she was the kind of dame little Jimmy would have liked. Meaning she was breathing? Yeah, so essentially we got nothing to go on. You were his pal, you say. You know anything about family? Was he married? No and no. But he was seeing, last I heard, uh, some canary named uh, Sable Songster. Yeah, sings with Think Farkasen's Orchestra. Sable Songster? What was her name before she changed it? <laughs> Where can I find her? Do you suspect her? You got any other ideas? I know for a fact she was on stage tonight at the Flea Slipper over on Shearer Avenue. The Flea Slipper on Shearer Avenue? That's a clip joint, ain't it? <laughs> it ain't a Boy Scout meeting hall. What time is it? Yeah, about 10 after 4 a.m. Now the floor show's just shutting down over at the Flea Slipper, so I'd better head over there before she goes home. Or here's about this from somebody else. Hey, mind if I uh, tag along, Loot? Just don't get in my way, Walker. <coughs> the coroner's here, Lieutenant. At last. Shoo him in. And remember, I want to talk to you, Private. Private? But I'm a sergeant. That's what I want to talk to you about. Clancy, call dispatch and put on an APB on this vampire situation. And then you and Dugan clear these people out of here. Lieutenant Marner and Gumshoe Busy Walkin arrive at the Flea Slipper to find that Songbird Sable Songster has wrapped up her show for the night and is sitting in her dressing room, crying, because somebody broke the news to her about little Jimmy Tommy. The orchestra director, Fink Farquharson, confirms Sable's alibi that she was on stage at the time of Jimmy's death. The two men express their sympathy and tell Miss Songster that they'll stop by her flat the next morning to take a statement. A few hours later, at Sable Songster's flat.
Yes? Who is it? No. Jimmy, is it you? Hello, Sable. But they said you were dead. A vampire or something. Do I look dead to you, Sable? No, no, of course you... But I was so upset, I've, I've been crying my eyes out for hours. Let me in, Sable. But Jimmy, it's so late. In my face, it's a mess. I've cried my mascara all down my cheeks. I don't care. Let me in, Sable. Okay, um... Okay, Jimmy, hold on. Come on in, Jimmy. I gotta tell you, I was so sure that you was dead. I mean, even the cops, they said... Jimmy? Jimmy, what are you doing? No, wait! Your teeth, they're so... Return to Undead Man with a Horn after this important message from Fester Shields. Fester Shield, for goodness sake, drop that pen, put down that rake. It's time for an extended break with Fester Shield. They pacify. What's the problem, officer? What's the problem? Didn't I see you swerving all over the road just now? Oh, was I doing that? It must have been because I dropped my lighter when I was lighting my... Do I smell the distinct aroma of a Fester Shield cigarette? You sure do, officer. Would you like one? I really shouldn't. I still have two hours left on my shift. But isn't it time for a break? Well, maybe just one. Shove over. Policemen can become your friend when you fester shields to lend. Suddenly the rules can bend when you've got fester shields. Officer Jones, return to station. Officer Jones, your shift ended an hour ago. Time to come home. Officer Jones? Jonesy? Car 54, where are you? And now back to our program. Happy Halloween, Loot. Did you hear about the Martian panic in Joycey? Yeah, what a crock. If I owned CBS, I'd kick Orson Welles' ass so hard. 63rd Precinct, Marner. What? Who? Coroner's office. What's the status of our stiff little Jimmy Tommy? What? What? What do you mean the body disappeared? Why, you bunch of incompetent morons! You'd better by God find it, or I'll come down there and kick your asses into next week! Ah! Marner! What? Who? Ah, good morning, Lieutenant. Busy walking here, your delightful investigatory companion. I ain't got time for the niceties walking. I just found out that the idiots down at the morgue went and misplaced the corpse of little Jimmy Tommy, so... Yeah, well, I have more bad news for you, Mana. And I'm guessing that Jimmy's body didn't just disappear. Walk-in, if this is some kind of sick joke, I'm not in the mood. 
I'm standing in Sable Songster's flat. What? What are you doing there? Why? I, I thought I'd save you some shoe leather and question her this morning. Unfortunately, someone got here before me. Oh, Christ. Is she... Just as dead as Jimmy Tommy, and probably killed by him as well. Killed by him? But how? Now, this is just a guess, Miner, but uh, maybe the morgue didn't exactly lose Jimmy's corpse. Hold up. Hold up. I'm waiting for this new information to soak into the fat in my head. Do you think... Yes, I do. ...that it could happen this fast? A transformation? Hey, what do I know about the supernatural? They got their rules, I got mine. Okay, let me grab my hat. I'll be over there in ten minutes after I call the morgue. Are you gonna apologize for calling them morons? No, hell no. I'm sending them over to the Songster Dame's flat. Okay, but tell them to bring... Bring what? Bring a lot of buckets. The poor girl's in pieces. That same evening, after closing time at Slapsy Patsy Braunschweiger's, the band is sitting around the stage. While normally these musicians would be gearing up for several hours of after-hours jamming, Tonight, they're stunned from the news of the death of their friend, little Jimmy Tommy, and the more recent news of the murder of Songbird Sable Songster. A few of them try to start up conversations, only to let their sentences hang in the air, and they fall into silence. Suddenly, the street door opens, and... Hi, fellas. Who's that? Can't tell, me. The cat is backlit from the street. Hey, who are you? Is it... Don't you know me, fellas? Jimmy. Well, look at the cat. Jimmy, Tommy. But we thought you was making the six feet under scene. Jimmy, such a groove to see ya. Yeah, baby, the skinny was that a bloodsucker done stole your corpuscles. Well... Here I am. Do I look dead? Baby, you look like you've been celebrating Halloween somewhere. Clam up. <laughs> Jimmy, solid. This calls for a shindig, my man. You got your brass? You know me. Righteous. Let's jam. Let's jam until the sun comes up. <laughs> oh, I love this kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. You know I dig that, my brother. I can't stay that long. But I'm good for a few hours. I'm feeling like a solo. You cats okay with that? You're the reason we're celebrating, baby. Blow that horn. Swing it, Jackson. Righteous, <laughs> <laughs> that, that is so loud. Let's hear it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
What's happening, Jimmy? What's going on? Everybody's asleep but you and me. Asleep, Roscoe? They... They look like they're sleeping. Are they... Are they da, dead? No, you're right. They're sleeping. I didn't want them to have to witness this. This? What are you... This thing I'm gonna do to you, Roscoe. Jimmy, buddy, I don't know what you're talking about, baby. You know, it, it took me becoming this other thing, a, a vampire, to really understand what was going on. I mean, the minute I woke up on the slab in the morgue, everything was laid out, clear as crystal. Jim, Jimmy, what? Behind my back, Roscoe. Behind my back, while you were pretending to be my friend, while you were cheering me onto my face, what do I find out you were doing behind my back, Roscoe? Jimmy, I, I, I... And Sable? She was just as guilty as you, Roscoe. I don't know, probably more, because I thought she was in love with me. So her lies were more severe. But she paid, and so she couldn't come back as a vampire. I tore her to bits. Because the one who makes you a vampire is responsible for you. And I didn't want to be responsible for that cheating, lying bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jimmy. I'm sorry. I know, pal, I know. And maybe in time I could forgive you. Now, listen. I figure I got two choices. Yeah? Two? Yeah. You see, I, I really love music. I've loved it all my life. And being dead, well, obviously, it didn't change anything in that department, right? No, yeah. Right. You still sound righteous, Jimmy. <laughs> and Roscoe, I have to admit, you're no slouch when it comes to the trombone. The hours you and I spent jamming have been like gold to me. Yeah, Jimmy, yeah, I feel the same way, man. But I love Sable, too, and you spoiled that for me by sleeping with her on the side, by lying to me, and by making her lie to me, too. What are you gonna do, Jimmy? So I need to choose, Roscoe. I need to choose whether or not to suck all the blood out of you and then tear you to ribbons or to make you go through the same process I did, making me responsible for you. Yes, <laughs> Those are your, cho your choices, Jimmy? Yeah, I, I mean, either way, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> I don't really need a girl no more, see? But I realize I do need music. I do need to play this horn. And it's so much better with a sideman on trombone. Jimmy, if, if those are your choices, then brother... I can dig the idea of playing alongside of you for like eternity, man. And you won't let me down? We'll sleep all day and jam all night? more I think about it, the more the idea sounds ultra-righteous, my brother. All right, then. The sun's gonna come up in about a half hour, so 
I gotta get soon. You ready? Uh, I, I guess so, uh, Jimmy. Yeah, Roscoe? Uh, when I, like, wake up again, how will I find you? Don't worry, pal. You will. And brother? Yeah. Don't forget your horn. We'll return to Undead Man with a Horn after this important word from our sponsor, Fester Shield Cigarettes. Uniforms and combat shoes, helmets counting off by twos. Now you're off, no time to lose. Grab your Fester Shields. They pacify. Hey, um, Sergeant, how much longer is this train supposed to go on? What is your major malfunction, Private? You got a date tonight? Are we cutting into your romance time? No way, Sarge. I'm no wolf. I got me a gal back home and I'm remaining celibate until we get married. Or shortly after. What are you doing in the meantime, Private? In the meantime what, Sarge? To, you know, alleviate any tension. You know, uh, caused by waiting. Oh, that. Well, as often as possible... I smoke an inordinate amount of fester shields. Private, you have just been promoted to corporal. <coughs> Training's over. Fess up with a fester shield, Private. When you feel libido's pinch, curbing urges is a cinch. Soothing, calming by the inch. King-size fester shields. They pacify. And now, back to our program. It's early morning now, November 1st, 1938. Lieutenant Marner is standing outside the door to Slapsy Papsy Braunschweiger's nightclub, waiting for somebody. At last, I thought you'd never get here. Hey, what's going on, Marner? Something new on the vampire case? I think we got it nearly wrapped up, Walken. Thought you might like to be in on it. <laughs> Say, this is unprecedented, Lieutenant. Thanks. Don't thank me yet. <laughs> Let's go in. Hey, fellas, what's going on? Hey, it's walking, walking in, man. Yeah, baby. Another trip around the sun. Another President Washington, Brad Busy. Hey, man, give me some skin, walk in. Seems uh, pretty strange to see you boys in daylight. Squire Silas Marner has insisted that we do not fly the coop. Do not call me Silas. That's not my name. I got enough of that in school. I don't need some bum drummer calling me that. I am not a drummer, Squire. I am an ivory tickler. Sounds deviant to me. Cool it, Commissioner. That means my brother lays down a mean ten digits on those 88 keys. I don't know if that's worse. Listen, you characters better start talking English or else. You dig? Righteous, Brother Marner, righteous. Little Jimmy Tommy, he came in late last night, looking like he scored the big trophy in the Halloween parade, you dig? All spooky, ghastly-like. And he proceeds to groove on his trumpet 
and that's all we remember till we woke up and found our comrade Roscoe dead at our feet, as pale as the snow in December. Roscoe? You mean... Oh, my God, Roscoe Meltrain. In the flesh, or what's left of it. So that's all you fellas can tell me. We swear on a stack of flapjacks. Oh, my brother, you are singing my song. I am so hungry. Are you finished with your interrogation, Commissar? Solid, Jackson. Make with the feet. Oh, we dig, Brother Silas. <laughs> we dig. And don't call me that. Jazz musicians are an American treasure. <laughs> They're a pain in my ass. <laughs> but who isn't? Lieutenant. I fail to see how this case is, uh, wrapped up. This was messengered to me at home about an hour and a half ago. Read it. Dear Lieutenant Mana, this serves as my written confession my written to the murders, confession of, Sable to the murders of Sable Songster and Roscoe Meltrain. I killed them for personal reasons, but also because I am now a vampire, and this is what vampires do. Do not try to find me. You won't be able to anyway. It's just as well because I and a friend will be leaving town soon to meet up with a lady friend who is a countess in some crazy foreign land. If anybody else dies because of me, it won't be your problem. It won't be your problem. Best of luck, Jimmy Tommy Dorsal. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to miss that guy. Well, maybe not. What? I'm quitting the PD and going on a vampire hunt. No kidding? I hear Spencilvania's lovely this time of year. I could use a partner. Me? Join you on this, uh, this whatever it is? What do you say? I say, Silas, this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Don't call me that. How many times I gotta say... Well, what is your name, then? Obadiah. Oh, what? Obadiah? How in the hell is that better than Silas? <laughs> I didn't say it was better. I just said Silas. It wasn't my goddamn name. <laughs> well, Obadiah, you certainly know how to spoil a perfectly good exit line. <laughs> Sweetheart, I ask no more than this A kiss the bell a dream on Give me a kiss before you leave me That was Undead Man with a Horn Written especially for World Audio Drama Day 2019 in October 2019 by Pete Lutz. Our cast was assembled from members of the Mutual Audio Network. Rich Froling as Little Jimmy Tommy. Jeff Billard as Busy Walkin. Lothar Tuppen as Lieutenant Marner. Tanya Maloyevic as Countess Magda and Sable Songster. Pete Lutz as Cop Number One, Musician Number Three, and the Club Master of Ceremonies. John Bell as Cop Number Two and Musician Number Two. Jack Ward as Cop Number Three and Musician Number One. Crowd noises were provided by Brian Bocchicchio and the entire cast. The cast of our commercials for our sponsor, Fester Shield Cigarettes, was as follows. 
Pete Lutz as the Jingle Singer and the Sarge, Jack Ward as the Cop and the Private, Tanya Malevich as the Driver, and John Bell as the Police Dispatcher. Your announcers were John Bell and Philboid Sludge. That's Studge. What you liked best was John Bell. Hey, go back and say Studge. <sighs> Philboid Sludge. Studge here, friends, with a final word from our sponsor. Fester Shield cigarettes are available at all fine tobacconists. Why not buy a pack and smash your hand with a hammer? Sixty-three audio. This is mutual. There are many things that we can all do that may help stop the spread of the coronavirus. One thing we can all do is to have a plan in case you do get sick. First, consult with your health care provider for more information about monitoring your health for symptoms suggestive of COVID-19. Second, stay in touch with others by phone or email. You may need to ask for help from friends, family, neighbors, community health workers, or more if you become sick. And finally, determine who can care for you if your caregiver gets sick. For more information, go to cdc.gov and be well, everyone. <laughs>